Blog Talk Radio. New York Knicks. At guard, six foot three from Memphis, Derek Rose. At guard, six foot five from Western Kentucky, Court Lee Lee. At center, six foot eleven from Florida, Joe Kim Noah. At forward, seven three from Latvia, Chris Steps. For and at forward, six foot eight from Syracuse, Carmelo Anthony. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the New York Nick Exchange podcast, brought to you by New York Information. NewYorkKnicksInformation.com. That was my best impression or poor impression of the Knicks announcer, Mike Walczewski. I am uh, all praise to him. I could not do his job. But uh, that should get you pumped up, ladies and gentlemen. And last week, Sean and I did this podcast and we spoke about it, but we didn't get your reaction. So that's what tonight's going to be about. I want you to call up and give me a call and hear your reaction to the offseason that the Knicks have had thus far. Um, and I'll give you that number right now uh, if I can get my browser open. Sorry, Sean usually does this part, and I'll explain where Sean is in just a second. But you can call me at 646-668-2349. And like I said, we're going to be getting your reaction to the Knicks thus far. So if, you list, if you're a regular listener to the show, um, you know that I usually host this with Sean Aquino, uh, S, uh, S Aquino, uh 34 on Twitter. Um, they, Sean is not going to be able to make it this week. He uh, had a new arrival this week, um, little Luciana. So congrats to him and his wife. Um, you know, new Knicks fan joined the family, and you know we're uh, we're very happy for them. And, and Sean, we hope you make it back soon. Um, so yeah, so let me just start off right away with what the Knicks have done uh, since we've last spoke. Um, first and foremost, uh, a move that many Knicks fans have overreacted to is uh, Sasha Vujicic. The Knicks have brought Sasha Vujicic back on a deal uh, at the end of the bench. Uh, Sasha was a great mentor to Kristaps Porzingis last year. Uh, also, you know, the other uh, could be a great mentor to some of the other European players on the team. Uh, as well that are coming over this year, such as Willie Hernan, Billy Hernan Gomez, excuse me, and um, we'll just call him Mindog or the Coos, the Kuzminskis, or whatever you want to call him these days. Uh, I hit him up on Twitter and asked him if he had any, um, if he had a nickname. He has not gotten back to me, so I'll let you know if that if that happens. Um, but yeah, so the, there's a lot of overreaction to the Vujicic deal. Uh, you know. He's probably going to play backup shooting guard to Justin Holiday, which is, I mean, not a, when I say backup to Justin Holiday's backup. So, um, you know, you're looking at maybe the fifth guard off the bench. Uh, so, excuse me, the fifth guard total. So, 
you know, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. Like I said, Shasha knows the system. And he played pretty well towards the end of the season last year. Um, you know, his last 20 games, so he's starting to start. He, you know, he's a pest on, on defense. Uh, so if not the, if not the most um, talented defender. Um, and the other move that the Knicks made uh, kind of came out of left field, but I know a lot of Knicks fans were happy about, and that is the return of Summer League, last year's Summer League sensation, uh, Maurice Endauer. And or endure. Uh, apologies if I if I mispronounce it. But he, um, you know, the Knicks brought him back on a multi-year deal. Um, a lot of fans were upset last year when Chris when um, when Endure did not make the team, and then Dallas went and picked him up. Um, apparently, he had an injury, and then Dallas cut him shortly after. And he was playing over in Real Madrid with coincidentally his teammate. Uh, one of his teammates was Billy Hernan Gomez. So. Um, he'll come over now to, to bring energy off the bench. Like I said, he'll be at the end of the bench. I think we all remember what uh, Endor can do. He's very active and can, can shoot a little bit. So that kind of, that gives the Knicks now 14 guaranteed roster spots. Um, they have a partial guarantee or a partial guaranteed contract with Ron Baker, who will most likely get an invite to camp. I did read that that partial guarantee could be incentive for the D league as well. Um, I like Ron Baker, you know, a lot from what I've seen of him. Um, you know, he didn't have a first two good games at summer league, but once Chase, once Ray, Chandler came, excuse me, once Chase and Randall came in, he went ahead and uh, he went ahead and ha- moved over to his natural position and had a, a couple of good games. So with, that's what's happened in Knicks land. Um, you know, Carmelo Anthony's also, you know, Taking taking a stand against uh, against gun violence and police brutality. We'll talk about that later. But you know, this night's show is really about you guys, and I want to jump into the calls. So right away, let's go to our first caller, uh, caller six four six. Let's see your, your name and where you're from. Hey, what's going Hello, on? Hello, you're on there. Uh, hey, what's up, Chris? Uh, it's uh, Michael at uh, Bronx Legend on Twitter. One of the writers. Hey, uh, how's it going, man? Club. How are you? I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, fam, my information. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Um, just uh, wanted to call in and, uh, like yeah, as you said before, just talk about the signings. Um, uh, you know what, actually, uh, first let me say, uh, I, I know it's a different time with the Knicks when you see that, uh, I don't know if you saw it today, Alex Kennedy from Basketball Insiders on Twitter, he posted uh, that Vegas had the Knicks at uh, 40 to 1 odds um, to win the NBA title, uh, which I think was eighth overall out of 30, out of 30 teams. And uh, to see the Knicks at that position, I mean, that's just, you know, odds. You can't really go off of that. But just to see the, the Knicks being in that position is uh, it's kind of shocking in a way. You know what I mean? Shows kind of be, come a long way a little bit. You know what I mean? If everything Absolutely. plays. Uh, yeah, if everything plays, hopefully, you know, the way we hope that it plays out. The guys, um, in, uh, the guys in Vegas know what they're doing, by the way. So I'll take 40 to 1. It's a lot better than 400 to 1. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that in the past. Uh um, just jumping into the signings, um, I, I, you know what? I, I love it. Um, like like everybody's saying, um, you know, Phil's um, – it's different from the past. I mean, a lot of times we would uh, basically mortgage the future just to get – you know, just to have a decent season uh, – decent season, excuse me. Um, and uh, obviously with the signings, whatever, he hasn't done that. Um, I think he's made solid signings. I mean, you got to – and then not only that, you know, you got guys that like Jennings – uh, that show they want to be here. Um, obviously, I'm sure Herman Gomez, with his relationship with KP, he wants to be here. Um, and, and I think also uh, the thing that stands out to me, too, is, is it seems like a lot of these guys are solid guys. You know what I mean? Like, they're good character guys. Like, I've 
followed uh, Justin Holiday on Twitter. He seems like he's a religious guy. Um, you know, I think that's good to have in a locker room. You know, Lance is a leader. Lance Thomas is a no-nonsense guy. Um, you know, Mason Plum. I'm, I'm sorry, Marshall Plumley, who uh, Coach K said is a perfect backup center, and he'll never go a practice without being, you know, enthusiastic. Um, and I think those are the kind of guys you need um, on our team. Uh, I guess the only downfall I would kind of say, maybe with the roster so far, the only, uh, I guess, thing that I see that kind of can be a negative is that as of right now, uh, we have four rookies on the roster. Um, that's kind of high. And then you have the partial guarantee with Baker. Um, not, obviously not definitive that he makes the roster, but if he did, that'd be five. Or even if it was, you know, Randall, um, that would be five. So that's, uh, that's a little high. Um, I, I think in my opinion for rookies, uh, you know, coming in, but, um, I'm all for it, though, still, you know what I mean? I think, uh, well, uh, you know. I just want to say was yeah, one thing. I, yeah, it was one thing I wanted to add there. You know, in the case of the Knicks rookies, um, they have played, you know, Billy Hunter Gomez and, um, you know, Cruz Minskis. So they, they, it's not it's not like coming from the NCAA in the sense they have a little bit, they're a little bit more prepared for pro-life having been pros right. in Europe. So it's a little bit different right. than being a uh, total, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. There's still a major adjustment that needs to be made that a lot of guys right. don't make. So um, that, I hear you, but keep going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like with, uh, because yeah, I mean, I know even like they just signed uh, the guy that had a, you know, uh, was great in the summer league last, last year, Maurice Ndor. Um Even he played with Madrid last year. Uh, so him, Heron Gomez, because uh, uh they all have, uh, you know, Spanish league um, experience. And I know I saw Fran Fachilla, uh, who, knows, you know, he does a lot of the European scouting. He said that, uh, you know, these top teams, is, and, you know, in this, in, in this uh, Spanish league, they'll beat the top uh, teams in the NCAA by 30 points, you know, on any given well, night. This is so, I mean, different. I mean, you're playing the talent may not be the, the top end talent may not be the same as as what we have here in you know in the NCAA. Right. You know, they don't have they don't have Brandon Ingram's over there, but they have a lot of grown men, and, grown the, men, and exactly. their rules are a little bit different. They, you know, fouls are a little bit different over in ACB than they are in the, in, in the NBA. And right. what you can get away with is a lot different as well. You know, there's a lot of guys, you know, there's a lot of dirty tactics, put it that way. You you often see, you know, it's, it's not uncommon when you, there's been a little, you know, in the past, if you watched USA Basketball, there's been some, you know, uh, I want to say altercations, but there's there's been some issues from time to time with right. how foreign players play that the NBA players don't take a liking to. And that was previous when, you know, the NBA was uh, a little more rougher. But, yeah, like, uh, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's a little, um, like you said, it's a man's league over there. It's a little, um, it's a little more physical down there, uh, you know, over there. Um, so I know, I know sometimes, you know, it's not like before, like you know, with the Pistons or even our Knicks back in the early '90s with all the physical play. So um, you know, the NBA is not like that anymore. So sometimes those guys, obviously, uh, the USA players, they don't uh, take a liking to that. But um, and going back to the signings, um, I like I said, I, I love the signings. Um, I think uh, like Heron Gomez and Plumlee, uh, again, they're two two bangers. Uh, I think even Phil alluded to it. Uh, at first, you, you got uh, Kyle O'Quinn. He'll kind of play that, uh, you know, funny, like a, a guy like a Hassan Whiteside. Or not, you know, not even, maybe not even a Whiteside, but um, more like a, a Al Jefferson or somebody like that, somebody that can really bang bang down in the post. And I think you need – I mean, I don't want – I don't want to see a guy like oh, he's, AP, he's a big body. Uh, you know. Right, exactly. That, well, that's it. And then I think that's why Plumlee – is going to be perfect for that role. Um, you know, hopefully, that, you know, that's, that's what we're anticipating anyway. Um, he's a big body kid. So, I mean, he can take that, uh, 
you know, that kind of banging. And obviously yeah. you don't want KP to do that. And even Noah, I mean, he's a, I mean, Noah, Noah looks great. I mean, you know, I've, you know, he looks great so far. I've seen him in all the workouts, but you know, he's not that kind of guy. You know what I mean? I mean, no, I remember I mean, a couple years on. ago. His name is Stickety Stick or Stick Man. So, you yeah, know. <laughs> from, from uh, what was it, from Helix? I think from Hell's Kitchen, something like that. Stick, stickety yeah. from Helix, something like that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, you know, that's not his, his game. I remember a couple of years ago, him, uh, when the Bulls played uh, the Wizards in the playoffs, Nene kind of had his way with him a little bit um, in that series or whatever because, uh, you know, you know Nene is obviously a bigger guy or whatever. But, um, like I said, uh, I love the way the team is going, what direction the team is going. I think it's just going to be something where obviously you're going to have the triangle, but obviously, like we already know, where – they're going to push the ball a lot more. I think I saw – I read an article with Chris Herring where he had it where um, – of the uh, Wall Street Journal, he said that um, I think the Bulls were 10th when uh, in, this, in terms of pace, pushing the ball when Rose was on the court. And then when he was out of the game, I think they were in the bottom 10. I mean, so that's that's obviously – and then obviously I don't even have to go over how slow we were last year in terms of, you know, uh, pace. So that's I think that's going to be good. And then, you know, knowing Carmelo from, you know, 2012 just four years ago in the uh you know in the olympic games i mean as a as a trailer like you know he's he's, he can be tremendous you know what i mean like just hopefully he uh i mean he looks great i mean looking at the workout so hopefully you know he can um i guess um it's only gonna i mean it's gonna be a little tough i mean because he's 31 years old but um you know he's not you know a spring chicken so to say but uh, so to speak uh he's born in 85 wasn't he I believe he's 84, 84, 84, he's 32. Yeah, so next year, next May, he'll be 33. He's 32 now. Okay, so, yeah, so he's 32. So, I mean, you know, he's been in the league, you know, a long time now. 13, what is that, 13? Yeah, 13 years. He'll be a 14, 13, 14-year veteran by the time the season starts. Exactly. So, um, you know, but he looks great, and I'm hoping, you know, um, know, like I said, he's he's a – He's a devastating trailer, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, you know, he could come down and hit, hit, hit that trail three. Um, and then, you know, um, even even uh, and another guy, too, I'm hoping. I mean, I know he. everybody's saying, well, this is KP's guy, um, you know, with Sasha. Uh, I'm not a big Sasha guy, just to be honest. But, I, you know, I just think with him, I just want him, you know, I know he's a pest two on D, which I, I love that part of it. And you can see a lot of times he he's always getting into it with opposition just because of the way he plays. And that's that's fine with me, you know, because he's on my team. But I, I I just I hope in next year he's a little more consistent with that, you know, uh, you know when he's standing in the corner and he's got that catch and shoot three. Got to, I just want to see him knock that down with a little bit more consistency. To be honest, I'm hoping we don't see much of him next year. Um, like I that's, said, I, I like him. I like him for the locker room, and he's fine. Right, he's exactly. fine. You know, he's fine for spot duty. You know, every now and then. But you know, hopefully, we don't have to rely on uh, Sasha in in the starting position. Um, I'm going to go to second. I want to get to the next caller, but I'll give you a chance to, to okay. wrap it up. But anything else you want? You want any other reaction uh, to uh, guess, the Knicks off season, or anything else you want to say? Well, I, yeah, I guess besides we just you know just just piggybacking real quick off of what you just said as far as Sasha, I guess you know the next man up is uh, Holiday. Uh, I know played like 27 games down the stretch last year, uh, when, you know, for Snell, because I guess Snell wasn't playing up to par in Chicago. And I know he, he knocked down, I think, 43% of his threes um, during that time. But, I mean, like, again, I just said that that was over 27 games. So, hopefully, uh, you know, he can do that over an 82-game season. So, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Thank, thank you for the call, man. Um, I, I like Holiday. Oh, sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. I'm new to these controls, so really sorry about that. Um 
yeah, I, you know, Holiday can defend. He can hit the three. Uh, I, I really like it. Um, you know, I think you know Jeff Hornacek keeps bringing up that, or the Knicks keep bringing up that. You know, he's not Holiday was not a throw-in on that deal. Uh, the the Derrick Rose trade that is. Um, coincidentally, they both have a year left in the contract. So, um, you know, Justin Holiday, you know, has a year to to prove himself in New York. Let's go to our next caller, area code three zero four. You are on the line with the New York Knicks Information Podcast, uh, New York Knicks Exchange. How are you? Where are you calling from? What's your name? You are on the air, 304. There you go, 304, going once, going twice. All right, well, if you get it, if you get it figured out, give us a call back. Um, I really need to get, I need, really need to get Billy the Kid on here. Uh, we need to need a producer to, to screen these calls, make sure they uh, make sure everybody is there when we go through. Um, yeah, so you know, talking about other news of the week, um, Carmelo Anthony took a um, you know basically used his platform, or says he's going to use his platform to raise awareness about the problems going on in the United States. Um, you know, I, I think it's. I think it's really admirable of him. I think it's wonderful. I think it's showing a lot of leadership, um, especially coming up on the Olympics. This is a place where he plans to use the platform to raise awareness on the global stage. Um, so really props to Carmelo for, for, for taking the lead on this and, and trying to inspire his fellow athletes to use their, use their platform for a cause. And really great to hear him say, that you can't be worried about losing endorsements and, and, and such. Um, so, you know, like I said, we'll talk, we can talk more about Mel later and his loyalty, but tonight's show is about you and the calls. You can call us up at 646-668-2349. And we're going to go to our next caller, area code 917. What's up? You are on the air. What's your name? Where uh, you hey, how you doing? Good. Who's this? Where are you coming um, from? I'm from, uh, Brooklyn, New York. Nice. What's your name? Uh, Owen. Owen, what's going on, man? Uh, not so much. So, um, about Mello. Uh, how do you, what do you think Mello's impact is going to be this season? Do you think he's going to move up and be more of still that number one guy, or he's going to step back and let KP, school, KP and Rose uh, handle most of the scoring load? Uh, I think that I would think that the first, I mean, you never, you just don't know what the coach is going to call, but I would think that Mm -hmm. the first option is going to be, you know, attack the rim with a player like Rose. Um, but you know, Mello, I think you're going to see a lot more of the Carmelo Anthony we saw last year, just surrounded by better teammates. And we always, we talk about the, we talk about the posting and toasting moniker, dad mellow, which basically means mellow sharing the ball, trying to get his teammates involved, being a leader in the locker room. Um, I think you see about more more of that, you know, mellow has said that in in past, he's really tried to, you know, take over games because he felt like he had to. And last year he said he felt like he didn't have to do that anymore because he had more talent surrounding him. So obviously he's got, you know, way more talent this year than he did last year. So I'd expect more of the same. And, you know, one note about Melo is he's had his best seasons coming off of the Olympics. So we just have to pray that he he stays healthy and, you know, comes back to New York, uh, you know, uh, you know, fully prepared. I'm not worried about being fully prepared, but, you know, fully healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the knee is an issue, and his jumper was incredibly streaky last season. But the thing with Melo is he's not the scorer that he used to be. Like, he's not he's not as consistent on a nightly basis where he can just put the ball, score 30 points a night. Um, like he could do, like, back in 2012-13, the year he led the league in scoring. Or back yeah, he's in doing it in sleep. Or early six days. But I really like how he's uh, he's changed his game uh, to go along with what works for the team more than him just throwing up 25, 30 shots a night uh, and trying to will us to a win. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people are in position. You know, New York New York has never really been a fan for it, even, you know, with Patrick Ewing. You know, they used to throw the ball in the post. There was Towards the end of the Patrick's career, you used to hear the, the crowd groan. Um you know, we like we like what they call the beautiful basketball here. That's a lot of ball movement. So, um, you know, I, I expect more. I suppose I expect Carmelo just to be better with better teammates around him. And we've kind of seen that in the Olympics itself. And like you said, last year, coming off the injury, it didn't really seem like he was right until like the later part of the year. Um, historically, yeah. Melo has had incredibly hot marches. I mean, he usually gets white hot around March, um, which is always good, especially if your team is mm-hmm. in a playoff chase. And hopefully this year the the Knicks will be too. Mhm. So, uh, what are your expectations for KP this year? Moving on to his sophomore year, do you think he's gonna hit the sophomore sophomore slump, or do you think he's gonna move along and really start uh, showing his potential? Well, you hope not, right? That's the that's mm-hmm. the that's the fear, right? Yeah. Like you want him yeah. to get better, at least at least marginally better. First and foremost, you pray for health, but then you want to see improvement. You want to see him, um, you know, take take a step forward. And I think I think having Noah next one was going to help him. Um, that was being was, with Noah being the vocal leader that he is. Um, but also, I think you know we've seen what we've seen in Kristaps is he's been bulking up. He's been bulking up somewhat too. So, you know, I think that'll just help him. Uh, have a little bit of an easy time in the on the court, um, and then also it's, it's it's year two. Like it's like you know think of any, oh and think of anything you've done for the first time. Were you better the second time? Yeah. You know, so yeah. You know, so you, you have you have reasons to feel optimistic that KP is going to improve on his uh, near rookie of the year season he had last year. I do, and I, it really looks like he's been working uh, on his game. And the only fear I have with KP is he's tall. And historically, tall people uh, have a problem with foot, foot, have foot issues. Like, I Absolutely mean, I'm not right. seven foot guys. I mean, like, above, like, 7'2". Like, if you go back to a guy who KP plays a lot, like Ralph Sampson, Ralph Sampson showed incredible signs of potential, but he blew out his foot. Like, he destroyed his foot. So he was never the same player again. I really hope that doesn't happen to KP because KP... Uh, Rose Mello to go along with Courtney Lee and Joe Keen, that could be a really good offense. And I also think uh, he could, that team is going to be great on defense as well. Um, but injuries is obviously going to be a, uh, a concern. Yeah, great job pulling Ralph Sampson out there and since invoking uh, spoke in the past. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of big men historically have gone down to foot problems. You know, ended Yao Ming's career early. Um, yeah. Um, Shaq had some foot problems for a while, um, you know. So, yeah, you always worry about the big man and their feet, 
And I think that's a lot of the poor Zingas family concern when you heard his brothers talking about, you know, you don't want to put too much weight on him. Um, you want him to be agile yeah. and mobile. Um, no, I think his brother kind of said it the best is that he's a guard in a, he's a guard in a center's body, but you know, you, for what he is, you also want him and it's not, he wants to too, if you hear his own comments, he wants to be able to take advantage of smaller guys and post them up and you know, he should be able to, he should be able to do that. So that's a part of his game that uh, he said he, he's going to work on, but you know, he gave us a dream shake last year and I almost, I almost, like, yeah. I almost hit the floor. So. Mm-hmm. I think KP's going to have a have a special year if he's able to stay healthy. I mean, with a real cuz he didn't Calderon is not a is not a real penetrating point guard. And no. I think Derrick Rose is going to create so many opportunities for everyone and really open up everyone's game because of the way that he can penetrate and suck in the defense and give the ball out to KP and KP can knock down that three-point shot. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Rose just open up everything for everyone. Um, well, not just not I mean, just not just Rose, but J- Jennings too. You know, I'm sure Jennings yeah. is going to get some some run time with KP. And you know, one thing I expect next year for for Kristaps is a whole lot more alley oop opportunities. Yeah, I mean because Jose, I mean the pick and roll. What I like about Hornacek is he really emphasizes pick and roll in his offense. And I think that KP could be lethal in pick and roll or pick and pop because of the way he's able to move no, and the way he's able to do. Mm-hmm. Killing the pick and pop. I, think, I mean, yeah. I mean, who's gonna, what are you going to do? I mean, you need to. I mean, a center has to come out and a center basically has to come out and defend him. So I mean, and anybody else is anybody else is just going to shoot over. No, I mean, the KP's. It's, there's a reason to be excited about KP. As much as I, as much as I like. Carl Anthony Towns and Carl Anthony Towns had a superior season, you know, in the long game, you know, KP has the potential simply because of his size to be, you know, to, to be an NBA changing type player. And I think we kind of saw that, you know, sports always follows trends where it's, whether it's football or basketball, and, you know, one thing we saw a lot of in the draft this year is everybody was looking for the next Porzingis or everybody was drafting yeah. skilled, skilled big men. Bender. And I think, we, yeah. and you think we might see a little bit um, of a change in the NBA now going towards really skilled, agile bigs. Um, you know, it's uh, it's almost like the, you know, the centers are going to, tall guys are going to make a comeback in the NBA, I would think, in the next five years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's if you look into the draft last year, picking guys like KP, Carl Towns, uh, who are guys that are absolutely going to flourish because the NBA has really moved away from dominant low post scorers. I mean, if Jaheel Okafor would have been the first overall pick in 1995, but oh, yeah, um, absolutely, since the NBA is not like like that anymore, um, I think guys like KP and Okafor are really um, or not KP and Okafor, KP and Towns are really opening up the league. And also, like, we're looking towards more skill and shooting after what the Warriors are doing. I mean, that's another reason I'm, like, so excited about Chris Stapps is because he's so skilled for a guy his size. Um, and I well, think yeah, the Knicks this... are generally a skilled team. You know, and, and look how many times in the finals, like, it's funny, you know, everybody – 
laughed at the Mozgov contract. And it, I mean, because he barely yeah. played in the finals. And why did he barely play? Because it just, you know, they were, there was no place for, for him really on the court, you know, um, with with who was out there. But Kristaps is somebody you're not going to have to take off the court in those situations. You know, he can jump out. And that's one thing I'm really excited about New York's defense next year is you have two, you know, we're talking with the previous caller that Noah's not a big body, but you have two guys up front now that can jump out on, on guys on the perimeter and defend them. So um, the Knicks have, you know, Knicks have at least the ability there they didn't have before because, you know, as as good as Lopez was defensively, you know, out on the perimeter really wasn't, guarding somebody out on the perimeter really wasn't his game. It really is not his game. I think the Knicks low post, like um, their front court defense, is going to be good because Melo is a good defender when he wants to be. And um, we all know Joakim Noah is a signing that was made off of his defense and his passing. Um, but yeah, as you said, Joakim Noah, he's not a huge body, but I like, I'm excited because he's going to be a guy who's going to do the dirty work and he's going to be able to block shots at a high level. I mean, he's a guy who finished fourth in MVP voting. Two years ago, so amazing when you consider uh, his he, yeah. amazing. By the way, when you consider how how I want to say inept he is on offense, essentially, mm-hmm. it's amazing that he finished fourth in MVP. That's that's such a credit to his to his passing ability. And that was the year when he didn't have Rose. I mean, they had they really that whole team that offense. Even though Noah cannot score really for his life. Um, He's very yeah, he's very athletic, but he can't he can't put the ball in the bucket when you need him to. That that offense revolves around him. And because of the way that he can pass the ball, it's it's special. Like I'm excited about the way he's gonna be able to pass to KP and he's gonna be able to pass to Mello and Rose and even hit Courtney Lee on a couple of threes. So, I mean, that's something that Noah is so good at is his passing. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and move on here. And Owen, thank you for the call, man. Please call us again. Of course. All right, thank you. Thank you, man. Owen, there we had a little bit of static online, but great, great call there from him. Um, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm talking about Joe Kim Noah and everything that uh, he brings to the table. Now, I tweeted this earlier this week, but I want to read you a little something here that is a quote. I believe this is from his um, interview with, yeah, it was from his interview with Jonah Ballow, and you could find this on Knicks.com, which I urge you to go and get your information from. You know, don't always rely on the media, the newspaper for your quotes and such. Go and and watch for yourselves and, and see not only what's being said, but how it's being said so that nothing is taken out of context. But Here's from here's from Joe Keen. He said, well, I think great defense comes with everybody knowing where they have to be, everybody being on the same page, everybody trusting that they're going to do their job. And for me, I'm going to be loud and vocal. And, you know, just, just understand that it's not going to be uh, – I'm not going to be ha- happy giving up layups. Can't give up layups. Can't give up dunks. That's going to be who we are. I think that if teams can beat us with the long two, we're in good shape. Give up the long two, contest it, we'll be all right. Just no dunks, no layups. I mean, if that isn't the closest thing to a 90s Nick we've had in a long – I mean, uh, that you, that gets me fired up. That gets me excited because, you know, we are 
we know about the offensive talent that this team has, but really it's how well they're going to be able to come together defensively. That's going to determine, you know, which of these guys are going to be here next year for one. And then two, where New York ultimately finishes and, and you know, and the potential they have um, going forward. But, you know, they're set up to be a, a pretty good defensive team. Um, so you, once again, I just want to listen let you know you are listening to the New York Nick Exchange podcast presented by NewYorkNickInformation.com, and we are doing a call-in show tonight. You can call me up at 646-668-2349. Sean Aquino is not with us tonight. He just had a beautiful baby girl, so um, he's been spending a lot of late nights up uh, with the new arrival. But hopefully we'll have Sean back soon, if, if only for uh, some, call- some call-ins. Um, so yeah, so call me up. Like I said, the number is six four six 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 eight two three four nine. So let's get back to the news of the week. Earlier we were talking about Carmelo Anthony. We we're talking about him using his platform for, um, you know, to be to be an activist and encouraging other athletes to do the same. But yeah, let's just talk about Carmelo Anthony for a second with all that is else that is going on in the NBA, because you know, uh, he. You know, the, one of the local papers tried to drag his name through the mud on some insanity stuff the other day. And I, I'm not bar- to be honest, I'm really not giving a knowledge. That was five, six years ago. I got better things to do than talk about the Knicks past and, and he said, she said, or, or whatever. Um, but I can tell you this much that, you know, Carmelo, what we do know is Carmelo Anthony, you know, he could have signed a one in one deal here in New York. He could have gotten the most money possible. And believe you me, the Knicks would have played every dime, every time his contract was up to keep him. So, you know, he really could have milked it for all of that it's worth. But he insisted on having a no trade clause because his ultimate goal for his career is to win a championship in New York. And he wanted to be here. He considers this home. You know, his wife certainly considers this home. He's raising his, his child here. So, now, something to be said for, for Melo's loyalty and, you know, and basically, um, you know, I just don't ever, with what's going on in the in the news as well, it's just very hard for me to ever hear or take somebody seriously when now when they tell me that Melo is not a leader. Um, because I think you have different types of leaders. Like, for instance, we talk about Joe Kim Noah, and obviously he's a vocal leader. Um, but Melo... I mean, nothing but the utmost respect for me. And, and clearly, I mean, you guys know, I'm, I'm, I don't say I'm a mellow stand, but, uh, you know, one of my favorite players. But the uh, the loyalty that he's shown to New York and his stand on social injustice, I mean, you have nothing to but respect the man. And, you know, at the end of the, well, I should say at the first game of the season, I when he's brought out last or announced last in the starting lineups, I expect him to get a rousing ovation. So um, I want to thank everybody for, for calling in tonight and for listening to the show. I want you to check out the website, NewYorkNickInformation.com. It is kind of like a player's tribune for Knicks fans. It basically lets fans voices lets fans have their voices be heard, different opinions, you know, unfiltered fa- fan-made content, um, you know, no bias, no, no agenda, uh, just something, just kind of a refuge for, for Knicks fans who, who want to talk about the team. Uh, well, we'll get together next week. I'm not sure the day and the time, probably Wednesday, but we'll let you know. And until then, shout out to all the callers. Shout out to Leon Jacobson for, for making this all possible. Shout out to Sean Aquino. And shout out to all of you who will, who listen and retweet and such. So everybody have a good night, and we'll talk next week. <laughs>